Well, we're still here, so let's talk about it. Today I received a gift, and it's not even my birthday, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. Today I'd like to share some information and some inspiration I received from a nurse named Barbara Carnes. She is a hospice nurse. She actually calls herself the hospice nurse. She's on many social media outlets and has a website. The website that I went to today was called BK Books. Because this website was mentioned during a podcast hosted by Karen Wyatt with Barbara Carnes as the guest. She's on there every other month, which I think is something I'm going to have to remember because I learned so much today in just the 58 minutes I was listening to this particular podcast. The publication that is one of her most popular is called Gone From My Sight. It's a small booklet that you can purchase online. Probably hospices have purchased them for their patients and family members already. It's about the dying experience. In going through her website, she has so many titles of little publications that she has made that I think is golden when it comes to learning about the end of life process, about what the dying person goes through, support for the family, and so many other topics. Another one that really caught my eye is titled Pain at the End of Life, What You Need to Know About End of Life Comfort and Pain Management. She has one about dementia. She has so many, I don't want to list all of them here, but I think if you're interested at all about learning about this on your own, you probably ought to check out her website. For now, I'll just educate you on what I learned about her today. As she and Karen were talking, of course, because they're both hospice professionals, they had discourse on their experiences as hospice providers, but also were sharing some experiences personally to their own family what they witnessed in certain situations around end of life. And what I got from that was that we all have loss, even as a professional who experiences loss from patients and family members have personal loss as well. And there's pain there. Barbara was talking about this end of life moment where the person who's dying is doing the work of dying. In other words, leaving this world, leaving their body, going to the next world. What she said that got me and what I found out through her discussion today was the gift is that the person is doing the work of dying. And the way she described it was a billion piece jigsaw puzzle of one's life being put together. Imagine that. And then imagine if you're the family member sitting next to the one who's dying. And you think, where do I fit in, in this billion piece jigsaw puzzle? Will I have a big part in that puzzle? Will I be a part of that puzzle? Does it even matter? And I would think it matters that you're there. And that's what Barbara said. It matters because you want to be there holding that person's hand. They may not speak to you because they're so busy doing their work of dying, but they can feel your presence and it is also widely believed they can hear you. So saying reassuring things or statements of love and care can be received by the dying person 
even though they may not be able to verbally speak back to us. Barbara referred to the family at the bedside as the watchers, those people who are actually watching their loved one die. What she said is that watchers don't understand the work of the dying. So imagine that billion-piece jigsaw puzzle, and you might see an expression or a grimace on your loved one's face and think that they're in pain, when in reality, they might be putting together pieces of their life that actually take work inside their head that may look like pain, but really isn't what we are perceiving as pain. It just could be work, labor, if you will. What I really loved about what she said here, and this is kind of what I thought was the gift for me, was that we are watching as this person is doing that work. We are watching as they're preparing to leave their body. And here's what she said. There are two times when we are closest to God. The first one is when we leave home or are being born. The second is when we go home or when we die. What we're watching is this person preparing to go home. And imagine for yourself, if you're preparing for a long trip, for example, when my son was moving away to college, he packed a bag and was ready to go. And we kept saying, son, you're leaving home. You're making a new home. You need to bring things with you that make you feel at home. Go back to the billion piece puzzle. All those little pieces that maybe track in our mind, that huge file box of our brain is now all being collated into this one cohesive piece for the person who's dying to carry with them home. It makes me emotional. My mom was there with me when I was born. And then we fast forward to the end of her life and I was with her when she was going home. When she put that billion pieces together and took it home to be closer to God, to be with God is what I pray for. That is the gift I received today. This idea that my being there just holding her hand, wiping her forehead, maybe whispering sweet things. I don't remember saying a lot then, except for that last statement when I said to her that it was just me and her when I came into this world, and it was just me and her as she left this world. Barbara Karn says that's a gift that we get if we are brave enough and educated enough to not be so frightened that we don't want to be at the bedside of those we love. I was frightened. I had no idea what I was getting into. Thankfully, a wonderful hospice organization gave my sister and me some booklets, much like the ones I just mentioned that Barbara produces. It told us what to expect. It told us what we would see and possibly experience as my mother prepared her body to die. They answered the phone when we called with questions. They were so encouraging when they came to visit my mom and us. We weren't alone. We had someone there supporting us during this time. What Barbara said 
is that the more educated we can be at the time of diagnosis, the more we can be aware of what's actually going on. This work that she calls the act of dying. If we can be there, we can maybe be more open to the experience. Imagine these conversations that we're talking about in 2023. Being able to have those conversations at the point of diagnosis or early on when our loved one is still able to communicate those expressions of love, those expressions of maybe unsaid words, all those things can take place so that by the time that our loved one is actively dying, we don't have to say a word because it's already been said. We can hold a hand, stroke a forehead, caress hair, whatever that is. Barbara even suggested climbing in bed with your loved one if that's what you choose. But to have that period of absolute closeness, that's the best gift I can think of. And I realized as I was listening to Barbara talk on this podcast episode today, that's the gift I needed. That's the gift that's going to carry me on to the next person that I'm with at the end of their life. And I would hope that as I become older and face my own end of life, I can seek with my own family. Oh, anyway, that was such a wonderful time hearing Barbara Carnes and Karen Wyatt today. Thanks for being here today. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. You can go to my website for more articles, little news pieces, or a transcript of this podcast. The website is whilewe'restillhere.com. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can send me an email too. Thanks again. And until next time, take care.